this yet. I was preaching over there because I was talking about encounters and experiences. And so God gave me this while I was there because when you have to preach that many preach sermons, you have to really rely on the Holy Spirit to just feed you something. So I was sitting at the table with Bishop Thomas translating my sermon, and God dropped this in to me for the pastors. But I'm like, you know what? I need to bring it back to you. And so uh, everybody know who Saul slash Paul is? Okay, Saul slash Paul was a zealot, the Pharisees, the Pharisees. And so let's go to Acts 9, and we're going to read, I'm going to read this, and then we're going to quickly go through some scripture on this as well. But Acts 9 is where Paul was converted to Paul from Saul. He starts out as Saul in the first part of it, and by the end of it, he's Paul. So verse 1, it says, Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogue of Damascus, so that if he found anyone who were of the way, now the way is, means followers of Jesus, whether man or woman, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. In other words, arrest them. And as he journeyed to came near Damascus, suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting it is hard for you to kick against the goads. And so he trembled and astonished, and he said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what to do. Now that's his conversion. That's his encounter. Would everybody agree with me? That's an encounter. That's an encounter with Jesus. That's his encounter. Now, when we have an encounter, it fills a need of our soul, of our spirit, it gives us the ability to build our trust and faith in God and His character. That's what we've kind of done. But it also gives us something else. And I want to go to Galatians chapter 1. And this is what God gave me while we, I was in India. Galatians chapter 1, verse 11. We're going to start with verse 11. It says, But I have maintained to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. For you've heard of my former conduct in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God, church, uh, church of God beyond measure and tried to destroy it. And I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my counterparts in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous for the tradition of my fathers. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the Gentiles. I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. You notice here, Paul uses his conversion on the road to Damascus, his encounter, as his authority to speak to the church of Galatia. Does everybody see that? Your encounter with God gives you authority to speak into situations. And I'm not going to have enough time to go into anything beyond this, but we'll maybe hit this other. So here's the deal. So the other day, me and Braden were having a talk. And it's one of those father-son talks. And we were joking mostly. But he was saying, well, that's mine. And I'm like, no, that's mine. He says, no, it's mine. I said, you're mine. And so if it's yours, it's mine. 
And he's like, well, I have the right to decide. And I said, I have the right to decide whether you get to decide. <laughs> right? I said, I, I used the old Bill Cosby thing. I said, I brought you into this world. I can bring you out of this world. Right? Now, we were just teasing and joking. Right, Brayden? We were just kind of messing around. But there is a certain authority I have in his life because of the encounter he has had with me and my encounter with him. There is a certain authority that I have with my wife because of the encounter we have had. I have to follow the biblical example of what a husband's supposed to be. She has to follow the biblical example of what a wife has to be. It gives us certain authority. It gives us authority as a parents over our kids because of our encounter with one another. It gives us certain authority. Would you agree with that? The same thing happens when I have an encounter with Jesus. I have authority based upon the encounter I have with Jesus. I can now speak with authority about the love of Christ because I had an encounter about the love of Christ. No man can take that away from me. Nobody can argue with me about what God does with his love. You can, you can just speak things against me the whole day, but I know beyond a shadow of a doubt because of the encounter I had that I have the authority to say that God loves us and that Jesus cares for us and loves us and accepts us even with all of our faults and decisions. That encounter gives me that authority to speak that. And when I speak that, I have the right to speak it because I've had that encounter. The problem with a lot of people in Christianity nowadays is we don't, we've lost our authority. We've lost our authority to speak God's words into other people's lives because we haven't encountered God as we should have encountered God or we haven't spent the time to try to find God in that encounter to give us the authority to speak, right? And so if you really want authority in your life to speak what God wants to speak, you've got to have an encounter. Now, Rebecca asked me a question, how do you have an encounter? Because that's the big question. How do you have an encounter? Looking at it scripturally, there is no right answer to how you have an encounter. I had an encounter when I was praying, going to pray for an hour on a rock. I did not pray an hour and then get the encounter. I went to pray for an hour, and I had the encounter. Does everybody understand that part of it? When Jacob had his encounter with God, he was sending his wife and his kids off, and he was all alone, lonely in camp by himself, probably with all his insecurities, all of his fears, all the things on it. Then God encountered him. Paul was going against God, Saul, was going against God, going to persecute God, and God decided it was time to give him an encounter. The deal is, your encounter, your authority comes not by some pattern, some way of doing things. It comes by how God needs to meet you to give you the authority to do what you're called to do. So I have authority over Matthias not because I planned Matthias. I didn't sit down and say, you know what, this is what I want in a kid. I want him to be male. My first child must be a male. He must be taller than me, even though that was on my wish list. Right? He's got to be really obedient. I want him to, you know, right? That, that's not, I didn't plan out Matthias. I didn't plan out Braden. I didn't plan out Rosalie. I didn't even plan out my wife. 
right? Now, I planned on how to get her, but I didn't plan it out. You know what I'm saying? And so you, can't, you cannot plan an encounter. You can't say, okay, listen, the pastor got it by praying for an hour. So you can't say, okay, tomorrow I'm going to pray for an hour. I'm going to fast and pray until I get an encounter. You know, God might meet your requirement. But here's the thing I know is God gives you the encounter you need to have the authority in your life. So when I have Matthias, when I held Matthias for the first time and I encountered him, anybody remember encountering your kid for the first time? It was a true encounter, was it not? I mean, they probably don't remember it. Do you remember me holding you? Okay, I just want to make sure. You never know what they can remember. But it was an encounter for me. God gave me that encounter so I would know I have now the authority to speak in his life. And there's a lot of people that have children that encounter their children and then they back away from that and don't use the authority because they really didn't encounter that, hey, this is my child. It's mine to raise and protect and bring up in what God's called them to do, right? And so I don't plan it, but I encountered it. And then it's my job to then walk in that encounter's authority. So God gives you the encounter you need to walk in your authority. So why did God give me the encounter of love? Is it just because, you know, he wanted to show me love? No, I think he gave me the encounter of love because he knew I needed to be able to love the people I was leading as a pastor. I think he will give you an encounter of love if you've got children that you need to love. So I think you can ask for an encounter of love so that you can love your children because you need it. Sometimes it takes an encounter with God to be able to love these guys, especially when they're acting like Braden was the other day, you know, and you want to take them out, right? Sometimes it takes an encounter with God to love your daughter when she wakes up in the morning, right? Sometimes it takes an encounter. Sometimes it takes an encounter to love your spouse, right? It does. It takes an encounter to love your spouse. It really does. Because, but I, now I have the authority because of the encounter to actually understand how to love my wife, how to love my kids, how to love you as a pastor should. I think a pastor that hasn't had an encounter of love is not a full pastor. Okay? So what do you need for what you're called to do? What do you need? I think then you can pray, God, I need the encounter in that area. And then I think God it says, whatever you ask in my name, he says, if you have a need, he knows what your need is. Anybody asks for a fish, he won't give you a stone. Anybody asks for a bread, he won't give a snake, right? So if you're like, you know what, God, I need an authority in my life in this area. For me, I had a hard time loving other people. And so God had to encounter me in love so that I would have the authority to be able to love what my weakness was. We talked about that in Sunday school. So if, you're, if your weakness is, uh, like, I'll just tell on mom a little bit here a second. So mom was going to the jail, and she wants the ladies to raise the Bible and pledge and declare that they will not use the Bible to smoke cigarettes in the jail. And I was like, mom, what good will that do 
to get them to pledge that. She says, well, it will get them to declare it. I was like, well, if they're going to do it, they're going to do it anyway. And she says, yeah, but then God will hear them. And I said, well, if God already knows what they need to do. And she goes, well, they need to. And I said, they need to be punished. She goes, yes, let's punish them. And I'm like, uh, okay, okay, let's talk about this, right? But if you need an encounter to understand God's grace so that you're not always looking for somebody to be punished, ask God to encounter you with grace. If you need an encounter to, to know that you're worthy, to be able to do what he's called you to do, ask him to encounter you with the ideal that you have been bought and paid for by a price that you are worthy everything he's given to get you, right? You've got to encounter that. You've got to go. And so wherever you're lacking authority, wherever you're lacking authority, think about it. Where are you lacking authority? You ask God, I need an encounter in this area so that I can have the authority to speak into this area. Whether it's with your husband, wife, it's with your kids, it's at work, it's with people that you're interacting with. What is it that is your weakness? You can ask for an encounter with God for that. Paul needed to know, okay, so Paul's encounter was this big thing, but what was it? Paul, Paul, or Saul, Saul, why do you punishment? Why are you punishing my people? Why are you punishing me? Right? That was his encounter. Now, you see in Paul, for the rest of his ministry, he has the authority of grace. He writes the whole book of Galatians saying, listen, we don't have to follow the rules. You can live by grace. Everybody sinned in Romans, right? But yet grace abounds. The Spirit. Why? Because he needed an encounter with grace. Now, I'm going to give you the next things really quick. In Acts 20, he stands up before the Sanhedrin, before the, the government, and he gives the exact same encounter as his defense when he defends himself why he's doing what he's doing. So if you need to defend yourself against Satan or somebody that's criticizing you or somebody's against coming to you, you need an encounter to be able to defend that. It gives you the authority, but it also gives you the ability to defend against whatever. So if the devil comes at me and says, Jesus don't love you, guess what I got? I have an experience that happened with an encounter at that moment that I built my trust on that rock in Garden of Gethsemane that I know Jesus loves me. And you cannot take that away from me, Satan. That is my defense. Then later, Paul uses it when he comes before King Agrippa. He gives the exact same encounter as his witness. Your encounter is your witness. We overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Acts 2, and you will give, be given power to be my witness. That power comes from your encounter, from the Holy Spirit expressing through you that you can use that. And so that is the three things that the encounter gives you. How do you get it? You examine yourself for what is my weakness. Where am I weak? And then you ask God to encounter your weakness with his supreme presence, anointing, whatever it is, so that then you can go with the authority, with the defense, and to be a witness of how God can change it, whatever's happened.
think it was interesting. Lisa said her encounter today in, children, in Sunday school was in a hospital bed. She wasn't asking for it. She wasn't seeking it. She was on the deathbed kind of thing, right? And she had an encounter. It gives her the ability to understand the peace of God like she's never understood it before. So I just want to ask you, and I want to ask you, does anybody here feel like they've never had an encounter with the Lord, that it actually builds their trust? Anybody here that feel like they ever never had an encounter? Okay, one, two, three, four, five. Good, that's all right, good. Okay, that's awesome. Because here's, here's the deal. Is I'm going to pray for you to be able to examine your weakness so now that you can pray and say, God, I need you to encounter me in this area so that I can move with the authority, the defense, and the witness in this area. How many people have had an encounter with God, but you're like, I really don't know how to use it, and I've just been kind of like, eh, this is a great story, but I don't know what to do with it. If you're here and you said, I've had an encounter, I don't really know what to do with it. Okay? So I'm going to pray for you that you're able to use it as the authority, take the authority you're given, right? Use it as a defense and use it as a witness. And so those are the two things I'm going to pray for So right now. So won't you bow your heads. So Father, you are an ultimate and wise and true God. You created us with the plans and purposes. But Father, in, in our weakness, in our human sinful nature there are things inside of us that aren't just going right and father for those that raised their hand and said i've never really had an encounter with you father i know you seek an encounter with them and father i just ask you right now show them in their weakness an encounter show them how they can see you move in their life Meet that need in their life that they have. Father, that you would speak specifically to that. You would visit them specifically in that. You would have them have dreams in that. You would cover them in a spirit of the Lord moment that would cover that weakness so that they might have the authority and the defense and the witness of that. And Father, for those that raised their hand and said, I've had an encounter with God, but I've really not known what to do with it. Father, I ask you to show them where they may have not taken up the authority you've given them in their lives. Maybe where they've kind of stepped back from that authority so that they can step out in the authority that they've been given through that encounter. Father, if there are places that the devil has overcome them, that they have not used that as their weapon of defense, they have not used that as their shield, they have not used it to repel the devil in their life, Father, I ask you to show them how to use that encounter to come against what the devil would try to come against them with. Father, they would quench every fiery dart that's been thrown at them. We declare that for them right now in Jesus' name. And Father, I ask you for every person that has had an encounter, Father, that they would be able to use it as a witness. They would be able to tell other people. It would be their power to overcome anything that comes in their life. They would be able to use it to tear down any argument that would bring itself up when somebody else comes and tries to tear them down, Father, they could use that encounter as their witness. And Father, I ask you for a Holy Spirit anointing upon that power in them. A Holy Spirit anointing upon that witness. A Holy Spirit anointing upon the story, the encounter. So Father, it would make their lives different from here through the rest of their life. And Father, that they could be 
each and every one of us could be, just like Paul, that every time we get to a low spot or every time we need to step up to the plate or every time we need to talk to others, we could recall the encounter that you've given us. Father, I just declare that for each and every person. This year, this month, this week. And in Jesus' name, by faith, I know that you want to do it. And you're going to make it happen. However you're going to do it. And we're just open to your move in our life. We're open to the moment that you have for us. And Father, I ask you for us that have had encounters. Father, that we have another encounter with you. Father, that would speak to us, that would reemphasize those areas in our life that need to be moved upon. And we thank you, Father, that you're a good Father. And Father, when we ask for good things, you give us those good things. You will not give us bad things. And we can step out in faith because we trust you and your character. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, well, you're dismissed. I'm glad to be back in the United States, guys. Coronavirus or no coronavirus, I'm just glad to be back. I mean, you know, to actually actually be able to praise and worship when I can actually understand the words and it makes sense, you know, that's a cool thing. So uh, I think we've got a children's church thing, Robert, right, that we're going to talk about. And don't forget about uh, it's tonight, Sunday night. So.